Hey girl, hey, my name is Randa Caraba, host of the Powerful Women Podcast, here to bring you real life stories and interviews that are gonna inspire you to become your most confident self. As the owner of Power Fit, I actually go so much deeper than fitness, both in life and in this podcast. So get ready to talk self-development, mindset, building a career and life you're completely obsessed with and prepare to level up to turn those dreams into realities. We're gonna cover hardships, failures, and what it truly takes to become a powerful woman of God. Hello and welcome back to the pod. Hello and welcome back to the Powerful Women podcast channel. Today is a solo episode with myself, your host, Randa Caraba, and we are going to be covering part two of why I no longer want to be an influencer. So if you missed part one, I would advise you to go back and listen to that one. But quick little summary, analytics, metrics, the data did not tell the full story for me, neither as the influencer nor as the business owner neither side. And so for that alone, I chalk analytics up as vanity metrics, and I do not let them hold me back from posting. However, I do see how influencers that maybe are a little more nervous about keeping their engagement or their analytics or their engagement a certain amount um, can affect them in terms of what they bring on, how much they charge, um, even like a mental game. And so me, I am just free I am free and I am happy. I am fully in charge of my own messaging. If I want to pivot of what I decide to sell of, if I want to make a change, add something else for sale, I answer to no brands. I have to get none of my content approved by anybody except myself. And so that just is a lot more authentically aligned with me. It didn't matter the money that I was making from a brand. I knew that I had so much more to the table than just putting out another product in front of my audience. Plus, y'all, we'll go into this in part three, but people want to see things way more than once, twice, or even three times from a trust standpoint. And so it no longer served me to put different products in front of my audience, okay? So as I have transitioned more into a digital marketer, yes, I own two, now three online businesses. And yes, I manage my own coaches and affiliates of two of my businesses. Um, switching to a digital marketer, it's just makes more sense for me in terms of like how I'm running the business. So it freed up time saying bye-bye to working with brand deals. I'm no longer an influencer. Quite frankly, I am happier, y'all. One thing that I did not mention in the first part of this um, podcast series in terms of analytics, um, those vanity metrics I like to call them. For instance, I even tell my Real Queen students this. Sometimes whenever you are speaking so authoritatively or so profoundly to an audience within your audience, that can be something that you know is not going to get as big of a reach because you're creating it for a more specialized audience within your own audience almost like this would be an example when it's time for me to really start promoting to find new power fit coaches yes that is something that we promote through our power fit channels our power fit emails and within our power fit community but me on my own page randa caraba i do at those times of years make some posts some reels that really focus on me bringing in these ideal empowerment coaches for my company they may be perfect for that time frame. They may apply for that time frame. This may be me getting them on the radar to where they actually don't become a coach with us until the next coaching call or a year or two down the road, okay? But when I put out something as in I'm looking for new empowerment coaches, that doesn't mean that I'm speaking to everyone in my audience. So when I put out a reel like that, I already know, number one, 
this vanity metric is going to be much lower than if I was speaking to everyone in my audience. And quite frankly, the things that have the most views are things that speak to the general public. And I am not speaking to the general public with anything that I'm doing. Quite frankly, I am probably, probably very misunderstood and probably even what's the word they use, cringe by the general public with a lot of the things that I post. But that's okay because, again, I'm not creating them for the general public. So I'm not posting something trying to go viral or get hundreds and millions of thousands of people to see everything. I only need so many coaches. I only need so many affiliates. Yes, I can always have more members at PowerFit. But again, I don't have to have millions. I can have thousands or even hundreds that benefit from this, if that makes sense. So you have to look at it from that perspective. When I put out a reel where I'm bringing on new um, empowerment coaches within my community, those are additional sales for my community. Those are bringing on new leaders for my fitness community. Those are um, the people who are basically the liaison with our fitness community that help create a lot of success stories and drive a lot of the um, success stories at PowerFit. So that reel of mine that probably is going to get less views when I'm speaking to a more targeted audience within my already kind of targeted audience, I already know I'm putting that out and it's going to have less views and it may be considered lower performing, but it can be performing exactly for the people that I need it to be. So that's one thing I've, as I've become more authoritative in what I put out online, I know that I am not speaking to everybody. Some of my biggest sales conversions come from reels that have under 10,000 views. Like that's just how it is. But if I was a quote unquote still like just influencer trying to get on brand deals, it would probably not look as good if my numbers as far as my views were down. Because again, what they kind of go by are the reach, the views, the likes, the comments. Y'all, I have people that follow me silently and have for 10, 12 plus years that trust everything I say. Maybe they don't understand it, but they, they trust it. Maybe it's not for them, but they, they, they trust me. And they spend money silently with me. They don't have to be posting all over my stuff publicly. Now, obviously, I love when people post on my stuff publicly and, you know, comment on my things publicly or help me share and, and reach a new audience. But I am no longer like, let me grow this amount of numbers. No, I am in this season of because the analytics don't matter to me and because I am not worried about bringing on influencer brand deals. Y'all, it is so freeing. It is so freeing. And I really, here's another aspect as to why I no longer wanted to be an influencer. I don't want to sell somebody on material things. I don't. I've done that in my past and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm not throwing shade at an influencer. I'm not throwing shade at my past when I owned a boutique. And I found a lot of joy from styling women in my boutique where I helped them pick out outfits for ring day, engagement pictures, graduation, date night, different things like that. We were just going out dancing on a Thursday night at Harry's or the Hall in College Station. I had a lot of joy in making them feel good, look good, all of those things. But where I'm at now in my career, I want to help women overcome their fears. I want to help women live more confident lives. I want women to be stronger physically, mentally. I want them to have a healthier relationship with food. I want them to have a healthier relationship with their body. Once all those things come in line with all the positives they're getting from living my power fit lifestyle, then I want even more for them. I am so greedy for them and myself. I want them taking the opportunities. I want them living the life. I want them, yes, I want them wearing the outfits. Maybe they'll click my Revolve affiliate link occasionally, 
But I want to do so much more than just sell them on a material item. I want to convince women that you don't have to be a popular influencer with hundreds of thousands and millions of followers to make money online or for people to find merit in what you say online. Um, I want to help women make passive income online. I want my coaches thriving. I want everyone in my community so vibrant, so alive, so happy, so confident that our containers are full of all these positive things that God wants for us rather than full of these negative feelings from the devil like hell no to fear, anxiety, doubt, depression, overwhelm, being paralyzed and not knowing what to do next because I'm too fearful to do this or I'm too prideful to do this or I don't even know how to take care of myself because I'm too overwhelmed with consuming so much and I don't think anyone cares about me. I want to help women in a much more profound way than just making a commission off of selling them a material item or making money by putting a new brand or a new product in front of my audience. I want to connect with them at such a level to where they, hopefully maybe you're listening to this, they get this little like burst of something inside of them that they're like, you know what? I'm not going to live in this little pity party anymore. My feelings are valid. I feel them for a reason. I am not diminishing them, but I can rise above them. I can work through them. I can overcome them. I am strong. I am powerful. I am capable. Let me just start singing a girl power song right now, y'all. But that is what my purpose is online. That's what my purpose is with my job. It always has been. Even when I was selling um, clothes in a boutique, when I was starting my fitness journey and didn't really know what I was doing, but sharing about it, when I started PowerFit almost five years ago, launched an app almost exactly a year ago, um, and have walked all these things. All, everything that I've done is to help women live better lives, stronger, more authentic, more vibrant. And you know what? I lost some of myself in some of that. Quite frankly, I think I lost some of myself in trying to be an influencer. Now, I don't think it was necessarily dumb that I marketed myself the way that I did to help grow my business, but now... I am not at the place, I take on no brand deals from no other brands, no other businesses. I don't have to get any of my stuff approved by them. So when I would take on a brand deal with a, a um, influencer gig, with like a brand or a business, first of all, I never put something in front of my audience that wasn't truth or that didn't align with them or that I didn't like by any means. Now I'm just like, I'm not doing that whatsoever, okay? So whenever I would do that, let's for instance say if it was like a dime beauty or Rocket Money, those are like two of the most recent ones I had done when I was wrapping up. Um, I would have to pre-record what they gave me. So they would give me a script and it would say, do this many stories, make sure the call to action's on the last story, make sure you talk about this or hit on this, have a strong hook about this, like whatever it was. I even did it when I did like the parade underwear. And then I would record it. I'd have to send it in showcasing like where I would have my link, where I had my call to action, if I would have like sponsored ad, all that kind of stuff. Once they would approve it, or if they had like changes they want to have make, then it'd be approved, then it'd be scheduled for this time to go out. I don't do that anymore. Nope, nope, nope. That is not for me. And again, it's not throwing shade at influencers. It's not throwing shade at businesses that use influencers because influencer marketing is huge and only growing so much more. But for me, I am a, now a digital marketer. I am a online business owner of now three online businesses. Wasn't planning on that. Um, and I'm a digital marketer. And I do still have my affiliate links with Bombshell Sportswear, with um, my pro protein bars, built bars, and with Revolve whenever I wear their things. You know, if it's something I'm just doing, I 
casually post it up. I'm not paid up front by them. I don't have to post it. I never have to share it again if I want to. If I want to, great. Those are things that I'm actually buying and using and incorporating into my life. And if I'm something I'm posting up anyways, might as well occasionally share it with y'all. It's things that I love and support and I might make a little commission back. And then I'm obviously running affiliate programs with PowerFit and Power Mills. But I myself, Randa Caraba, no longer an influencer. And y'all, I am happier. I really am happier. I don't think that I am good at being popular online. And I don't want to be good at being popular online. I have really been working on so much self-development, um, really diving into who I am made um, as a unique daughter of God. And I have a really, really exciting meeting in two days that I'm so excited about that I think is going to magnify my messaging and my purpose so much more. Um, but again, I am, I'm pushing women to get out of their comfort zones. I'm pushing women to do hard things. I'm pushing women to not everyone wants to work out. Not everybody wants to overcome junk food eating and learn how to properly fuel their body. Not everybody wants to do the things that I am pushing them to do. And I understand that. And that's okay. Or maybe it's not for them yet. Or maybe I'm a little too brash or too much of a pusher for some people. I don't know what it is. I don't think I'm made to be really popular online. And that's okay. And since I'm not an influencer, it doesn't matter. Influencers are popular people who use their popularity to sway um, their audience to consumer habits, to buying these brands or these products, and they are really good at it. Again, none of this mini series is to toss shade at influencers. I just am not one anymore, and I don't want to be one. And I do feel very free from that. I do feel a lot happier because, again, if I put up a um, a post that doesn't quote unquote perform well, it's not like it's going to affect my rates that I can charge. I'm not charging rates to brands or businesses. I'm making my own money. Um, I, I feel like I'm kind of like someone I really love to follow is Gary V. And he's like, I'll put up something that maybe isn't the best performing and I'll learn from it. I'll cultivate from it. I'll refine it and I'll go on. I don't beat myself up about it. And that's how I think that I am. Like I actually post quite a bit. I post probably more than most influencers, especially like on my feed and my reels. I'm on there almost every day. got something set and ready to go. I know a lot of people will be like, gosh, how, how do you only work this 20 hours a week and not past 5 p.m., but you have a reel up every day? Like, a reel doesn't take me but five or 10 minutes to put up and out. So many people just overthink it and get in their heads. And so it's taking them hours and hours and days and days to actually have the courage to hit post because they don't know if it's good enough. And me, I probably already posted four or five since then and figured out what worked, what didn't work. We'll tweak this and kind of get a little bit better because really the way that you get better is by evolving from acting. And I just see so many people like paralyzed in fears, what I've really learned from my shift into digital marketing. And I do a free masterclass every week now that I talk to um, women about overcoming their fears. And then obviously I do, you know, incorporate PowerFit, our empowerment coaching program, how they can get with a coach. So they have like a safe small group. I talk about, you know, if they're wanting to learn how to post online or make digital income, I have resources for all these things. Um, and so obviously I am trying to put my businesses in front of them. But at the end of the day, I want to help women on so much deeper of a level than like, I want when someone that's like a genuine follower, lover of mine, because believe me, I got plenty of haters out there. Like, that's just part of it. But I want someone who is like my, my people and I want to find my people. Like the people that don't like me, they're not my people and that's okay. They keep following for some reason. Um, I want my people to be like, she changed the way that I felt about myself, that I viewed myself, that I lived my life. She made me, I, I just see 
fear taking over so many women that I don't want it turning into, even though all this fear is real, like this fear is so real and it's paralyzing and it's crippling and it's so overwhelming. I don't want it turning into regret in 5, 10, 15, 20 years to where these women are then overcome with still the fear, but now the anger of the fear that held them back, but also regret and depression, okay? I want women, when they like tell somebody about me, I want them to be like, it's not just because I like liked her reel or I bought this sweatshirt that she recommended or I bought this, even one protein bar, even one of my meals. Like, yes, I want to provide my meal prep company for ease of convenience and for my clients to have that convenience and buying their time back. But I want people when they, like my people that are like, Branda truly changed my life. That is what I want. And I know I can do that with the route that I'm going. I know I'm getting more and more clear in my direction, in my messaging. Um, I've had courage to pivot. I walked away from money saying I'm no longer an influencer. I walked away from brand deals. I walked away from companies. I walked away from things that no longer served me. And not because anything was bad, but I thought it could be better. But in order for things to get better, sometimes you have to have the courage to stop where you're at, even if where you're at is good enough, you know? And again, I don't think that I wasn't living unauthentically or out of alignment. I just think that there was more that I had to offer and more that I needed to grow and more that I had to pivot and figure out. And so I left brand partnerships and brand deals and said, I am no longer an influencer and I'm not taking these on. I remember before this year, I told my husband, one of the brands alone, I said, I am walking away from what is a yearly salary for some people. I'm walking away from that from one brand alone. Walking away from it. And I don't know if I'll replace it. I don't know what will be on the other side of it. And, um, but it was causing me, there was a lot of, um, who I worked with over there had a lot of like fear in the way that they operated. And it was just like not aligning with me. Again, nothing bad, nothing bad, genuine fear. But I didn't need any more, like I didn't need this fear creeping in into my life, how I was helping them. And so I just told my husband, it, does, it no longer like aligns with me. I don't want that like energy or feeling. I don't want to be showing up and doing this for the money. I don't want to be showing up and doing this for the paycheck. I don't want anything that I do online to be about the money. I am finding out how to be so in love with the process, the women that I serve. I am learning more and more about the ideal women that I serve, what her problems are, what, what, how she's getting in her head, how she's holding herself back. And I am learning how to help that how to improve that, how to encourage better and support for her. And so I walked away, walked away from a lot of money. I walked away from probably some popularity online. I, um, I've had a big shift this year, but I, uh, I really like the direction I'm going and it feels really good. And I'm just very grateful for this journey. And this is only Part number two of the three-part mini-series as to why I no longer want to be an influencer. Let me see if there's anything else I want to add in before I pull up round three. But yeah, I'm not just trying to sell somebody on my lifestyle or a material items. I want people to feel so good. I want to get where, again, I kind of just put out a, a public podcast two episodes ago saying how I'm getting greedy that like I'm no I'm only working 20 hours a week. I'm not working past five. And here's the other caveat. I'm not doing something unless it feels so dang good. I have been in building series of my life and my career and my businesses that 
some as a, as an entrepreneur, you have to sometimes walk those, but I have walked them. They are behind me, and I things that bring up panic or pushing or overwhelming or any of those yucky feelings, I am not doing something in my business unless it feels so juicy, so yummy, so wonderful, so something that I want to be a part of that I'm like, yes, I'm not doing it. And I want to help women feel like that about themselves, about their lives, about their own opportunities, about their own confidence. Um, yeah, I just want so much for women. I love when I meet my women in real life and I'm working on a, a, a an event for January and it's like whenever I've gotten to hug my big um, Power Fit Challenge winners who have changed their lives. It's so, it, it is something that you can't put a dollar to. You can't put a dollar to. And so I am just loving this newer season of me where I am loving what I'm doing, who I'm serving, and what my purpose is and how I'm helping others because it brings me such joy and positive impact in a way that no dollar ever, ever could. So that we're going to end that one right now. Uh, part two, why I no longer want to be an influencer. Get ready for part three coming. And if you didn't already listen to part one, go check that one out too. Bye, y'all.